There once existed a planet known as Krypton, a planet that burned like a green star in the distant heaven. Ladies and gentlemen, an elegant weapon presents a points of interest podcast network production of a formerly Junk Food Podcast Network production of Spoiler Alert Theater, starring the Knights of the Pod Table, featuring Dame Savannah, <laughs> the Man of Steel session. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> it doesn't even fit in a tweet. <laughs> We're growing, kids. Welcome to the first official Spoiler Alert Theater, uh, presented proudly by the Points of Interest Podcast Network. Isn't that fun, kids? Yes, we have morphed. We have, uh, you know, integrated. We have done so many things, and it's very. I have welcomed you all into my big, loving arms of a hug. (laughs) Oh, I thought you were going to say bosom. Yeah, I was waiting for bosom too. I was like, we have combined our pod bots to become a Megazord. (laughs) Um, (laughs) No, Uh, Voltron. Voltron. That's what I was thinking. And at this point, we'd have to be like a vehicle Voltron. What do you mean? Because oh, there's more us. than there's more than five podcasts. Fifteen panthers all make one giant. The no, um, the, the, the fifteen. <laughs> it was a a vehicle. It was a vehicle Voltron. Uh, shut up. Was there really a fifteen piece combiner? Yes, yes, there yes. was. What? I had that toy. It was great. That was like two vans made each leg and. <laughs> no, two vans made each foot or toe. Yep. Technically, it was it was four. Four vehicles formed each limb. Mm-hmm. Good Jeez, God. <laughs> was that like a life-size like fucking robot or some shit? Yes. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. When you're five, it's life-size for sure. What the fuck goes on in America? You yeah. guys and your toys. You have no Bigger idea. Bigger and better. But we do. <laughs> awesome. So uh, we are coming together this time, and we're here to talk about fucking Man of Steel, man. Um before we get into it, let's go around the table. Let's uh, say our names and say our podcasts. Uh, starting off, I am Jay, and I am the host of An Elegant Weapon. Let me toss it over to Mr. El Jaquez. Um, I'm Josh, and I, I, I do all this stuff that you find here on the Points of Interest Podcast Network. Copyright 2013. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, take it, somebody. Pick up the ball. Some, someone go. <laughs> I have too and many. I'm Anthony <laughs> from the Next Element podcast. On to Francis. Oh, geez. Francis, I am the host of Nabu Brew, sort of Geek Love Radio, kind of, and A Critical Mode of Awesome. And no, that's all. It's like, wait, are there more podcasts? I'm not sure. And Hold on. Bring it in the rear. I'm Savannah and co host of Speak Geek to Me. That's it. Uh, it is know. uh Dame Savannah's premiere appearance on the Spoiler Alert Theater. So we are very happy to have you. A new happy day. To be here. Golf clap. Golf Fresh clap. Blood. All right. 
Okay, I'm going to start it off like I usually do me in my big mouth, but oh my god, did I fucking love it. Can we call it by its actual title? What What's that? It? Super Man of Steel, colon, collateral damage. Oh, I was going to say Cal-El likes to kill L. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, he doesn't like to kill. <laughs> the only person that you actually see him kill, he didn't seem to enjoy it. He definitely did not like it. He just didn't mind killing a couple million civilians, but you couldn't see them, so he didn't care. He didn't himself kill them. They Listen, Metropolis is known for its state-of-the-art evacuation program, okay? Yeah, which is why the Daily Planet was still full of people after the machines yeah. turned on, and then Perry White went, you know what? We might want to fucking leave! <laughs> I think oh. it's time to go! <laughs> so I'm guessing everyone thinks this is a good remake, then? Uh, for, you know, I, I understand a lot of the arguments going on with it, but I'm, it's a fucking movie <laughs> and it's fucking, I'm a DC boy. I'm a fucking Zack Snyder fanatic. It's everything I personally could have dreamed of. And I'm not stuck on the whole nostalgia eighties thing. And you know, he doesn't kill. Why, doesn't why kill. is he killed? Why is everybody so, man. why is somebody, everybody so hung up on the whole destruction of Metropolis? Like. It is a they shit. Comparing Super, it to... Superheroes are supposed to wreck shit up. Yeah, no, that's he... just it, though. It, it's it's the comparison between if you look at Man of Steel being like the Batman Begins compared to Batman in the comics is basically the Bat God now, right? Mm. Batman's always prepped for everything. Nobody can ever sneak up on him. He's always ready. Yeah. Superman in the comics, the Big Blue Boy Scout, is a god that never lets anybody get injured. He's to the point in the comics where if a ship was coming to fly through the city like that, he would catch the ship, fly it in the atmosphere, kick Zod's ass out in space, and no one would ever get hurt. But what they're not looking at when they look at this movie is the fact that this is like the Batman Begins of Superman. So this is not a Superman that's been practicing for 30 years. This is a Superman that's been hiding, has only, you know, only rescued a few people all the way up to like him being in his 30s, and is really just now becoming that guy with the ability to fly. Like He couldn't even fly at the start of the movie. He never tried it. Yeah. And so that isn't the you know the super god that can stop everything from happening while kicking a villain's ass and saving everybody and making sure nobody nothing gets destroyed. That's what people thought they were going to see. And so a superman that spends his energy fighting Zod so that Zod doesn't eventually kill more people and during the course of that fight lets <laughs> You know, 200,000 to maybe 2 million people die. Oh, jeez. <laughs> isn't quite, you know, what people were expecting. Sure. It's not, so, it's not total Earth genocide, though. So, you know. Exactly. People, people were all talking about... People. people were all saying that they, you know, a a tight, you know, underwear wearing on the outside Superman wouldn't work again. So they went darker. Which... Right. And, and now people are complaining that it's too dark. Well, because that's you... because Warner Brothers is afraid to do anything that's not Batman right now, and so they tried to make their Superman as Batman as they could. Hell, they put Christopher Nolan on it. And also, I don't think it would work nowadays. I mean, yeah, they're saying, oh, Superman is better than that. He shouldn't be killing anybody. He's the he's the guy that makes the hard choices and the hard decisions, but um, people wouldn't like it. I don't think people would be entertained as much if he went around saving people half the time and then, you know, kicking bad guy ass. I think it would have been better. It was better this way or the whole time he's fighting. Well, and the, you know, the Christopher Reeves one was so like such a cheese dick Superman that like, <laughs> <laughs> but hey, hey, people careful. love him that Don't way. Awesome. That way. 
No, I got you. I got you. It was totally. just cheesy because, like, I had recently watched it and I was like, why is this so great? And, like, you know, Jen even pointed out, like, because that super, like, Christopher Reeve wasn't attached to the character. You know, he wasn't, like, he didn't want to, you know, he played him and it was whatever. Whereas, who is this, Henry Cavill? Yeah. That, mm-hmm. Yeah. He was all, like, into it and, like, yeah. ready to go, you know. <laughs> that, I'm ready yeah. to take on Superman. That goes back to Anthony's perfect point of, uh, that this is like Superman Begins. Like he's he's not practiced. He's just got his fucking powers, and you know he's gonna make some mistakes and this and that. And I agree. There's a few kind of holes in the movie, but I mean, do we really want to see like you know bright yellow superheroes? Like it just wouldn't look right flying around. You know what I mean? Like I personally, I'm I'm oversaturated by Marvel at this point, and I don't understand the big difference because New York got fucked up in the avengers like but fucked up the, yeah but, but the I've argument seen the is, comparison. is that between the six of them four of them contained it to a two block radius and mm-hmm. that one machine in downtown metropolis probably took out 10 square blocks yeah and, and one dude in took it down where gravity slammed to death yeah one so dude dudes. okay you're telling me if they made a comic if you make okay if they sat down right now and they were like marvel dc you got to make a comic the avengers versus superman that would make complete sense because in your head, you would automatically kind of go, yeah, there's a fight there. There's not a complete takedown on either side. There's a fucking fight there. And that is the godlike epicness of fucking Superman, you know? So they have to go further. They have to. I don't know if people look at Superman and think, oh, yeah, this guy is a fighter. He's the guy who saves the day. He's the guy who rescues cats out of trees and, you know. <laughs> See, that's. I think that's the problem is that they went – too far in one direction and didn't just didn't quite give enough of that that heart of of superman like showing that every time someone was dying every time a building fell every time you know because he was fighting zod people were dying it they didn't show it hurting him well it should have been something where he was striving to try to stop it and just couldn't he's kind of busy you know he's also conflicted i mean in the beginning of the film when you see him developing he's like his dad's telling him don't give away your secret it's okay to let people die you know so and then his other dad says no no save these people they're worth fighting for so he's he's got that going on in his head too yeah, where he doesn't makes sense. i just think those those are the fans that like me that love the 70s ones and the 80s ones and love the christopher reeves the full-fledged superman that you know is the guy that made sure that zod and his cronies didn't do more than like blow up one truck and maybe knock out two people <laughs> when they attract Metropolis. Like, he stopped everything from happening. Like, he stopped mid-fight to catch a bus or whatever, didn't he? Like, he made uh, sure nothing got destroyed. Uh, it's, they want, you know, a lot of the old fans want to just, I mean, th- you don't have to go that far. It doesn't have to be the cheesy, you know, big blue Boy Scout that saves everybody. But I think er- a lot of people just wanted a little bit more of that. But he's going to get better every time, right? Well, which exactly that's what like we by the time the they do Justice Man. League, like he will be like an epic character. You give him one more where he's got to take on Lex Luthor, and that truly makes him like a hero. You know what I mean? Like yeah, and Lex Luthor like puts up, you know, you can stop me from doing this, or you can go save these civilians. Yeah, choose. He'll do right. both, you know, and then he has to face that and get used <laughs> to that decision and realizing that he'll always let the bad guy escape if Lois is in trouble. <laughs> Because that's who <laughs> is. Well, okay, so I'm glad you brought that up. What do you think? What do you guys think about Lois actually knowing that he's Superman? Meh. I love that's it. Fine. It makes sense. It, 
Yeah, it makes sense. It's kind of like Savannah said with the big cheesy part of the old of the old comics and the old movies. The idea that a Pulitzer Prize winning reporter, who especially in this movie spent her entire life tracking this or professional tracking this guy, finally tracks him down, and then some dude you know shows up at a cemetery in a hat. Like, oh, you know what? I'm pretty sure you're the fucking alien I've been looking right. for, aren't you? Right. No, I, but people, are, are, I haven't really looked, but are complete people complaining about it? Well, like, do you, guys, some, yeah. do you guys ever watch the series Lois and Clark? Yeah. Oh, jeez, yeah. Oh. <laughs> well, because every episode she was in trouble and she would just yell, Superman! And then he would be there. And it was like, yep. learn yeah. Stand up for yourself, bitch. <laughs> well, that's not the character she was. Like though. she, you know, she'd like break a nail. She'd be like Superman. That's why I liked Lois on Smallville. I think that chick would make a rad Wonder Woman. Yeah. Oh, Erica oh. Durant. She's played Wonder Woman, and she did it very well. When'd she do that? Uh, it was an episode of one of those uh, law shows, and she was a chick oh, that dressed she... up as Wonder Woman and beat yeah. the hell out of uh, oh. uh, people's um, uh, abusive boyfriends. That's fantastic. It was a great episode. So what do you guys think about bringing in Zod so quickly into the film? Oh, I just, oh, it was so fun. The movie was just so much fun. <laughs> Michael but, you know, Shannon is awesome. Yeah, he's amazing. He's I incredible. Like, I like right away how they're like, this is how we got that scar, by the way. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Which you can like, barely see through the rest like, of the film. Yeah. <laughs> this scar, this is how we got it. In case you okay. want to know. So you guys didn't mind that Lex Luthor wasn't even remotely a part of this early Superman mythos. There was Not a bunch all. of homages, though, to him. There, there was yeah. like a tanker truck that said Le- Lex yeah, Corps. There's a Lex there was a building. building. There's a building. Yeah, Lex yeah. Corps building. Yeah, there was all the setup for bringing him in second. Yeah, it's just it's one of those things where after all the complaints of the last film, where the only actual fight was three thugs beating on Superman without any powers, and then Lex stabs him and kicks him off a continent. He didn't throw a single yeah, punch There were no punches in that film. In that so entire they, the movie. very last thing they wanted in this movie was Superman versus a human. Mm-hmm. So instead of kryptonite, you put Superman versus another Kryptonian. All your problems are solved for violence. Right. <laughs> right. You can as violent as you want, destroy a couple of towns, blow up some shit. Oh. And why shouldn't Superman be be allowed to evolve as a story? Like, if you're reading the comics at all, like, the New 52 Superman is very similar to this kind of idea of a, you know, human struggling with stuff Superman. Like, he's only had his powers for, like, five years type thing, you know? And it also harkens back to the darkness of, like, you know, uh, the Max Fleischer cartoons. Because that Superman wore a dark blue suit. And, uh, you know, he actually did fly around and, like, you know, plug up volcanoes and fucking catch buildings and mountains and shit. Like, it was fucking nuts. And this I find this Superman he'll, he'll very similar. the third movie. <clears throat> exactly. I found this movie very similar to the old Max Fleischer cartoons. And I, that's, I just love what Zack Snyder made it look like, you know? I think that with, um, with bringing in Zod, because obviously there was that whole, you know, home world thing. And then, you know, just kind of setting up the character... And he's just moving to Metropolis now, you know, setting up at the Daily Planet, which, you know, the building is intact for some reason. So <laughs> yeah, well, because he caught intact, the Daily Planet planet yeah. in the last movie, so they couldn't do that again. Well, <laughs> They've so, just done that. I think this way he's getting established. And now, you know, it's kind of known that Kryptonite is his weakness. So now they're kind of setting up that Lex Luthor can, like, you know, figure that out. Yep. You Wait, know, did they mention Kryptonite at all? 
No, well, it, kryptonite well, atmosphere, no, a yeah. kryptonite oh. atmosphere can take his powers away, so, is what they tell yeah. you. Right. Well, yeah, and is... when you look at it to where if you're trying to bring in the next villain, and especially if you want to do Luther, now you have a Lex Luthor that can totally play humanity's hero. And all the best stories with Luther and Superman are told where Lex isn't the villain. He's the guy trying to save us from the crazy alien. Right. And this is a crazy alien that destroyed two major cities in a fight with his buddies from his home planet. <laughs> you're, oh. you're really stuck on that. <laughs> oh, no, I just, I'd love the destruction of it. I love this movie. I apparently didn't like it as much as Jay, but I love what, what they're setting up with it. No, you got way more cerebral than I did, man. I just think it's like fucking beautiful. Like the imagery, I could just, I don't even, oh, I could watch that movie a hundred times and like turn the sound off and just yes. watch it. It's like a moving painting from beginning to end to me. I just, oh, yeah. the, the Blu-ray is on my must-buy list already. The yeah. one thing yeah. I did not like was when it was like going into space or flying scenes when they would zoom in and then zoom out and then zoom in. Oh no. <laughs> and like, it happened a lot to the that's... point where I'm getting pissed off because of it. And it's like, well, that's it's just... cool you do it one or two times, but it's like. Every time there was a flying <laughs> fighting scene, zoom in, zoom out, zoom in, zoom out. Because and you it, can't it do the slow motion statue. thing. Yeah, it was excessive, but I kind of like it. <laughs> you know how he did that whole slow motion, fast forward, slow motion, right. fast forward to 300? That's yeah. his thing for, for Man of Steel is zoom in, zoom out. They did that in Star Trek, too, like the zoom in, like in the space scenes, you know. Like the you mean when he's like flying, yeah. And yeah, like, and yeah. it's like. When you could you know, see the show. Right, <laughs> and it's like I get it, but it was it was it was very excessive to me, is what I felt, and that was that was basically my only like video like filming, I guess editing. Right. I see. Uh, I like the look of that, and I do see your point that they did they did use it a lot in this movie. <laughs> yeah, they did, and uh, it can kind of throw you for a loop. But I thought just particularly the scenes when he was learning to fly. Though, like, oh, it was so well used when he was just flying yeah. through the canyons and shooting up and down and on him. Because and... like, that's when you first see it. And then it yeah. was like it happened 27 more times. After. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Which is funny, too, because a lot of people complain because that's like the only time where there's any joy in this film. Because it, it is very dark and it is very depressive. But that one scene, I don't think it's enough to save all of it. But in that one scene, Henry Cavill's face when he's learning to fly is yeah. amazing. Yeah. But, you know, with that trailer when it came out all those months ago and you get to see the little teaser of him flying, you know, I said it back then. I was like, holy shit, that's awesome. You know, chills, whatever. Getting to see the whole scene play out. I was like, this is fucking rad. Yeah, yeah that sequence was done damn well. It's, like I, uh, I, if that was the end of the the whole movie, I'd, I'd be like, "All right, that's cool. I'm ready for the sequel." <laughs> yeah. Realistic it, flying, yeah. It was well, it was kind of cool because like he would just jump at first, and then he was like, "Oh shit, I can fly." Yeah. Wasn't like so he, I like that too because that was kind of like an off. old an yeah. ode to the old Superman who didn't actually fly. He just yeah. jumped. He just jumped totally. Well, I mean, he eventually flew though, of course, right? Yeah, so. yeah. But not it, original Earth One Superman could leap tall buildings. He couldn't in fly. In a single bound, yeah. Leap mm -hmm. tall buildings in a single bound. The original, the way Superman was originally written, he just jumped. You know what I thought? I thought there was more joy than people are seeing, though. And I mm -hmm. there's certain points, like, I thought, was, uh, I thought it was amazing. One of the best scenes was when he was just floating there, like six feet in the air in front of the army for the first time. And he's just floating with his cape kind of waving to the side. And that is an image that is so iconic from so many Superman stories. Definitely. And just to see it like in real vivid color like that, I was just like, 
that was like amazing to me. Like just the epicness of him floating above the army was just that was like totally like fucking that brought no, a I lot see what of you're joy, saying because you know because it, it wasn't was really a joyful scene. <laughs> I thought that no, what it you were talking it was, about. No, it was, uh, Francis, Francis and I, I think both were thinking that maybe when you yeah. started talking about that. But I see what you're saying. I'm not, you know, I don't even know that much about Superman, but I know that image. I've seen that before. That's a good image. And I prefer the lack of like comedy to the DC movies. I prefer that. Like the the Marvel movies, it's like I think that's one thing I couldn't get on about Iron Man three. There was just too many one liners. But that's what he's known for. And I mean, Don just, Cheadle though. Don thing. Cheadle helped him take it over the edge. Between the two <laughs> of them, I was just like, holy <laughs> fuck! Like, what is this fucking rat pack shit? Like. Yeah. Well, yeah, there were many. I mean, like when he thought it was the end, when they finally kiss, and she's like, you know, most relationships go downhill after the first kiss. And he's like, that was human. And <laughs> yeah. I laughed, like I laughed, and then I was like, oh, it's over. And then it was like it, like another half hour, and you're like, fuck. Yeah, the movie's just all <laughs> riffing. This is just constant riffing. <laughs> so. Uh, speaking of imagery, and Diane about... Lane. Sorry to interrupt you, Francis. Oh, there was a moment of joy when she was at the closet. And the moment of hope when she was like, just listen to my voice. I'm an island. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, my God. Yeah. That was Joy still. She yeah. was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That was still, that was still heady. But, no, I was going to say, um, speaking of imagery, Krypton. What do you guys think of the planet? Actually seeing it kind of in real moving motion, you know? It was cool, man. Krypton was cool. It was funny. I, I heard one thing brought up on one of the podcasts. They talk about, you know, like Zod was genetically born to be a, a warrior, a soldier. That's why he do anything to fight for his people, blah, blah, blah. Sure. And then Jor-El was born to be a scientist, right? Mm-hmm. So if he was genetically brought out of the Matrix as a scientist, how did he kick so much ass? Because yeah. he genetically, he was a scientist, right? He genetically modified himself. You think he hacked into his own genes? I think he hacked into his own shit on his and, made, yeah, and made himself uh, badass. Because... I hope he said, I know Kung Fu. That's all I ask. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's never been a jor I don't think, in any incarnation that kicked as much ass as the one at the start of this film. Yeah, I think he fucked with his own shit, man. And he made himself like that way. Because yeah. the, weir- the weird thing about Zod, and if he really wanted to protect the Kryptonian people that bad, wouldn't he have wanted them to escape the dying planet? That's one of the holes that bothers me. Yeah, like we're all going to die. Yeah, like, yeah, he wanted yeah. to take over and rule the dying planet. So, yeah. Hmm, maybe we should leave and then you can rule us later. So it's almost like his DNA went wrong. You know, it didn't work properly because he didn't protect the people right, you know? Oh, and it's almost like he knew that what Zod's plan was. And so he was like, I would rather let all these people die than let Zod take over because it's just going to be, it, you know, yeah. like what, what a lot of movies are, just class wars and, you know. Yeah. Pure bloods and get it back. <laughs> oh, those mud bloods. That's, well, that's what it was, you know. Like we need to get the right families on here, and so. I love how they had the codex protected, though. And I've also heard that that skull is apparently the first Kryptonian. Oh, I thought it. Never mind. What? What did you think it was? Go away, Eric. But that's fine. What's your? Um, what's that? Never, Hamlet. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Uh, I know it's horrible. <laughs> uh, anyway, but yeah, okay. So you guys like that? Um, I was gonna say even the uh, the truncated history, his truncated childhood. 
I don't know if they needed to show any of that. Well, I knew they would do it that way because of Batman Begins. I knew for a fact this movie, because of written by who it was written by, would mm-hmm. be broken up into that. And I knew that Zack Snyder would be all over it because that's how he did Watchmen. Watchmen was all over the place. Yeah. You know, he didn't do it with 300, but uh, he did it with Watchmen. And I knew it would happen with this movie. And I was excited to see the back and forth. I enjoyed it. And I'd rather see a series of flashbacks than a half-hour sequence of him as a kid in Smallville. Yeah. yeah. You know, I liked it, and I thought that, um, like, you needed to see that because he was struggling with, like, what is going on with me, and I don't fit in. And, like, he was so human at that point, and he's like, why why don't people like me? You know, kind of the whole what everyone goes through when they're 14, like, why don't I fit in type of thing. And so, like, there you're seeing him very human, and then he grows up and then he finds out what, you know, what the fuck's going on with him and why he is this way. And then he's like, shit, now I have to make up this decision, too. It's like, <laughs> yeah. enough. Quick, let me think back to a lesson I've learned. Well, exactly. No, but I think and, and that's like the learning curve of it. I think that's a lot of what people like with all the preconceived notions and all the old stories of Superman that you have in your head. If you're thinking about that stuff going into this movie, it kind of throws it off. Because the 33-year-old Superman in this movie doesn't really know anything about who he is or his powers. Yeah. And we're too used to the Clark Kent that grew up knowing everything. The Fortress of Solitude that taught him everything when he was 12. Or the Smallville Superman that knows everything and has been a superhero for 10 years. Before Which is he puts very the akin on. to the New 52 Superman. He's very similar in those characteristics. Well, and I like that because, you know, you see him, you know, being shipped off as a baby and you know, just growing up. And then like with the Christopher Reeves Superman, I guess that's the only one I've really watched before this one. And it's just, he's like, oh, well, I'm from Krypton and it's this planet in this galaxy. And it's like, how does he know all this? He was a baby. Like, was this all written down somewhere for him? Or like, and it, you know, it was just like, it was just well, so in the, in the original Christopher Reeves Superman, yeah. it shows him learning in the pod on his way to Earth. Right. <laughs> right. And it's like, He's an infant. Like, how does he, ret- you know, I don't know. But he's an alien. Yeah. <laughs> My apologies. Because he's Superman. He's just that much better yeah. than us. No, there's something weird. He he always, like, this is what I see in the difference. I think that Christopher Reeve played Superman disguised as Clark Kent. I think Henry Cavill played Clark Kent disguised as Superman. Superman. Right. And that seems yeah. to be the difference. Like Henry Cavill really played Clark. That's all he knew who he was. You know what I mean? But like Christopher Reeve became very too quickly comfortable in a way being Superman. Like all of a sudden he was like, oh, look, here's my Fortress of Solitude. Do do do. Where, you know, at least Henry Cavill went out and crashed into a few mountains before he went on and <laughs> took the big fight. You know what I mean? It was like, all right. Yeah. Here I am. I'm going to step up. Totally. I think one of the things that bothered me, though, in the film and we're talking about his past was the day he let his father die. Yeah. And that's He cried so much. Yeah. <laughs> I did. Like, I, yeah, where he knew at that point that he could save people. And, sure. like, his dad just said, nope. And he, you know, and, and he talks about it, how he said, I trusted him and I trusted his judgment. Whereas he knew, like, he could have and then. Screw you, Dad, I will save you. That's it. My mm. problem is I was fine with the resolution of that scene. I was not fine with the setup for that scene. What the argument, mean? the tornadoes coming, all of that's right. fine. Dad goes back to save the fucking dog? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Yeah. Really? <laughs> Good point. Yeah. I would do that. You're going to let Robin Hood die for oh, the dog. I would the do hell? that. 
<laughs> really? You'd go for your dog? Oh, yeah. My dogs are my children. Fuck. Uh... My, my children, yeah, but see you later, Billy. <laughs> oh yeah, but I don't know. Even if you even if you love your pets, if you have your wife and your son there that you're trying to get under an underpass overpass so they don't die, your dog would take preference to making sure your family's safe. Yep. His yeah. family was safe. They were under the underpass yeah. overpass, they which they actually safe. isn't a safe place to be. Well, yeah, not always. <laughs> but yeah, just, I don't know. The idea that yeah, the 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 son with superpowers send him out to get the dog. Yeah. He'll probably be okay. At least they gave it a reason for a change, because normally Jonathan Kent just drops dead of a heart attack. And Clark's Honestly, like, no! Like that better. You think? I don't know. At least, yeah, I think because that he has no control way. over. Yeah. Well, because this is a scene where Clark had to specifically stop himself from saving his father. It's much better when you deal with the idea that you have all the superpowers in the world. You're the smartest, you're the fastest, you're the strongest, you can do anything. Your dad's about to die of a heart attack. But he and doesn't there's know that. He just, just knows that he has super strength and like... Well, and, I know, but I'm saying in the yeah. older Superman movie and in the comic books, that to have to deal with that fact when he's godlike and can do anything and right. he still can't save his dad, I think that works better for the whole telling, you know, where Superman has to realize, I can't save everybody. Right. I see your point there, yeah. It's yeah. like, do you think he lives in a world where there's no comic books then? Because there <laughs> wouldn't be any comic books, right? Because, like, there wouldn't be superheroes without Superman. So well, that's Dick Tracy still exists in Superman. That's course. what I'm saying. There might have been pulp comics and like, you know, the mask type comics and shit like that. Lone the Ranger. Is all but there really wasn't a superhero until after Superman who was modeled on like a like a strong man from like the freak shows. You know what I mean? No. And there was nothing before that. He, it's amazing that still the most powerful, iconic superhero was the first one. It's pretty yeah. amazing, you know? Yeah. Well, I, I, yeah, I'll have to one say, of the first uh, ones. right? Yeah, <laughs> there's probably something out there, especially. I mean, come on, it's modern. It's the modern times. That's the hard part about adapting these kind of superhero films, is you'd think somebody would have already thought of. Well, here's an alien from another planet coming to Earth, puts it in a comic book. Superman or Clark Kent, for some reason during his childhood, never picks up a comic book, never That's learns true. of that pop culture reference, and just moves on with life. <laughs> sure <laughs> well you know what i mean like it's uh i don't know it's just a weird thing like i like that they just made more sense of things like the day that the new 52 came out and they got rid of the red shorts was one of the happiest days of my life <laughs> because it's the most unreasonable unsensible ridiculous looking thing that was the only thing keeping him looking like a fucking freak right. show strong man like yeah. yeah you know well they kept it because it's tradition that's the only reason why it lasted 75 as years. a tradition yeah <laughs> Now, uh, so do you guys think then Henry Cavill, good pick as Superman? I think so, yeah. I think the ladies are dreamy over him. Well, the... he's good looking. <laughs> His cheekbones were trending. Yeah. Right. I, was gonna say, I think, yeah, I think he has Superman's jaw, at least. At the beginning when he had that beard and I was like, uh-huh. And then all of a sudden, like, clean shaving and I was like, I'm over this. Oh. Really? He had to be furry in the, that, in, in the whiskers. Me, yeah. I'm all about the beard. And his hairy chest. Unkempt, definitely. I really thought they'd show us how he shaved, too. Yeah, like he, right. had, he, there and he had like all this stubble because, you know, he's living on Antarctic Station and all of a sudden he comes out with this outfit and a clean-shaven face. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Yeah, good times. Well, I like the fact that they like made it like so it was like the under armor of what would have been their Kryptonian armor. Yeah. Right. yeah. I yeah. would also like to make a defense right here. 
And I can tell you a lot of people, one big criticism about the movie is how that ship happened to have a House of L like suit on it. Right. Mm -hmm. Now, that's easy. That's super easy because Jarrell did make a statement that, you know, he was involved and they did, you know, L's went different places and stuff. And there's one scene, if you notice, when he's talking to his father and he's in there, you know how there's all the dead Kryptonians that are uh, inside all the crypt things, you know, the sleeper coffins? And they're all the dead things, but if you notice, there's one at the end that's open. And empty. Yes. And empty. That's supposed to be that was oh, that wasn't supposed to be Zod. No. 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 I pulled and I realized, yeah, later. I suppose yeah, later. Because that's part of the rumor mill is that it could be um Brainiac. Kara. It is Kara. Zack Snyder flat out said it. Oh really? Oh, yeah, he flat out admitted awesome. it. He said I that that was like he he said he didn't plan that to go anywhere, but he that was a nod to Supergirl. So that was Kara's thing, and she had escaped. So that was a House of L ship, and that's why the House of L thing was there, which and, which goes along with the comics perfectly because that's what happened. Even if you take yeah. that away, because they don't flat out say it, just say it's just a Kryptonian ship, right? Yeah. So they would still have a bunch of the blue bodysuits because everybody gets a blue bodysuit. It just you change the house symbol on it, right? That mm-hmm. too, sure. Yeah. As yeah, soon all... as he put in the little USB port mm-hmm. with his dad on it, the <laughs> ship right. would have just made a suit with an S on it. Well, yeah. he would have. He should have asked answered questions on the internet first to determine. The <laughs> That's a then very good point, though. Yeah. Speaking of, thank you, Mister Transition. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I threw out a, a question: Is that like? Uh, what people thought, and I got one response. Nope. <laughs> okay. From, from our buddy Chris. From our buddy Chris at the uh, All Things Good and Nerdy, oh, this... and he said, uh, uh, "Much like Star Trek, uh, uh, lots of flash and little substance." Okay. Uh, I uh, okay. We can oh, go and would uh, would have been good if Soups actually saved people as well. Okay. He did. Yeah, Chris is one was one of the people that was against scene. the. There wasn't enough saving of people. He saved a small town from that one crazy chick. He, and sma- he saved the Earth from Kryptonian invasion. Well, yeah. <laughs> okay, overall. But I mean, All right. Wanna... Yeah, but it's the difference between a more trained Superman that wouldn't have fought on Main Street Smallville. He would have mm-hmm. grabbed the two Kryptoniums and thrown them into a cornfield instead of through a cornfield, through a farm, through a Sears, and through an IHOP. <laughs> well. But, like... You know, at least that like Lois Lane, I think, is one of the best examples of Man of Steel is that made her one of the most badasses she's ever been in a way, as far as not an idiot. You know what I mean? Like Lois Lane has been an idiot for so many decades. (laughs) I don't know. They finally gave her some substance, you know, except for maybe Margot Kidder. That wasn't I was going to say. Yeah. yeah. Margot Kidder was actually pretty uh, ballsy. I hated Margot Kidder. I didn't like that at all. But I felt that. (laughs) Amy Adams did really well. And Jen even said that she felt that she was perky, but she wasn't annoying. And like I was saying before, in like the Lois and Clark series, you know, she wasn't needy and obnoxious. But... Yeah, and having seen her other films, we know that if Amy Adams wanted to be perky and annoying, she could be. Yeah, she definitely <laughs> I like Amy Adams as an actress because she's not super thin. Like she is, like her body type is very normal and that's yeah a normal person not a hollywood chick you know because it's like she's not this gorgeous supermodel like she's very pretty but she's not you know a size two and that like makes her more realistic as a person for me yeah yeah 
And, but I thought she did a good job because she didn't like immediately fall in love with him. She just got interested in him. Uh, and she's a really good actress i think they just screwed up the love story the way they wrote it obviously you know they did fall in love faster than most people do but (laughs) you have to take with a grain of salt with this you know but like it wasn't like immediately like oh he saved me now i want to have his children it was like oh he saved me but who is this guy and why Mm. does he have lasers coming out of his eyes (laughs) (laughs) All right. Speaking of lasers, let's talk about that scene when he's struggling with Zod and he's just about to kill the the people. Um, so I, I, don't know where, I don't remember where I read this, but somebody was saying, couldn't Zod have just moved his eyes a little to the right and killed everyone? Or, <laughs> like, could, or could Superman have flown upwards and pulled him up out of the way? I've heard that one, too. You have the sure. Hancock argument. You could have just gone, grabbed the car and just gone straight up. Why didn't you just go straight up? Why did you yeah. hit the train? Yeah. <laughs> So do you think it was just a, do you think that, that ending was a bit of a cop-out? Well, it's like, the one thing I didn't understand, getting a little bit of off topic, but like, when he, when they are struggling with the laser eyes and he's, you know, the family's there, did he kill the family and that's why he killed him? No, 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 no. no. He was going to, the eye beams kept getting closer and closer. And I think it was basically where he had a hold of Zod's head. And Zod was looking as far, he was looking to the right, and Soups kept moving his head to where just, he would have to, Zod would have to actually turn his head to be able to move it any further. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it, it's kind of hard to figure out exactly how much he was aiming. Well, that's true, that makes it make more to sense, them. too, because you do have two guys who are, like, fighting at their utmost strength, right? Yeah, and Zod's right. had the eye vision for about 45 minutes at that point. <laughs> right. He just learned that ability. Right. So, that I mean, there, there could be a problem with aiming. Because usually with those things, like, you usually see the family, like, run away or be, like, you know, in a moment of, oh, my God, this guy's an alien, but thank you so much, you know, and you don't see the family <laughs> ever again. So it's like, are they dead? Is that why he broke his neck? Those you are actually, the I had, you know. You actually see them really briefly in the background as he's crying from okay. killing Zod. You just see them run away. Yeah. I'd also like to point out that uh, he did indeed kill Zod in Superman 2 as well. well yeah. He I don't remember. Yeah, he threw him into a chasm. And Which apparently chasm. some people have already found that there's a there's a cop out to that because apparently in one of the comics it said that anybody that falls through the bottom of the uh, Fortress of Solitude just automatically gets transported to the Phantom Zone. So that's a way to cop out to say that that wasn't Ouch. a kill. They okay. never said that that's in the movies. Apparently that's in the comics. Yeah. But yeah. in the comics, there's also the original in the 1970s. Somebody showed it in one of their articles about Man of Steel that Soup straight pull, turns around and pulls out Kryptonite and is talking to Zod about being his executioner and flat out kills him. Yeah, so I've never it's heard not that. that Superman never didn't kill Zod. It's happened well, before. It's Batman that doesn't kill. I've never heard of Superman not killing aliens and shit. Yeah, I think the the whole big blue Boy Scout <laughs> thing has just gotten well, so ingrained into the our pop culture it's you know, of the consciousness movie. that we yeah. think Superman doesn't kill, but yeah. he's killed before. Yeah. And honestly, the funny thing is, is that Batman used to shoot gangsters in the face. Yeah, he's got <laughs> the old Batman comics from the fifties and sixties. It's not until way later that they got rid of the no guns thing and Batman doesn't kill. That's yeah, characters thing. evolve, man. Yeah, mm-hmm. Batman used to kill you know gangsters all the time. <laughs> they're literally like it. there's actual yeah. images of him holding a tommy gun and shooting someone in the face <laughs> yeah i wouldn't mind then 
you know, if Superman found older Kryptonian tech and had those whatever those blue blaster gun things were, whatever in the in the Krypton planet, whatever they were, I wouldn't yeah, mind seeing yeah. Oh, those you know. rifles that they had, those were yeah. You could just tote that around, and you know, there he is, Superman with the gun. I like. I, I can't get off Anthony's idea of Lex coming in and it being all. Because, yeah, the comics have done it right so many times that Lex would be, like, the hero of the human race and shit that it makes so much sense that I think they might go that way now that he said that to me. Yeah, but how are they going to... perfect setup. Yeah. But how are they going to keep that momentum of, well, look at how did he... Again, one of the things I didn't actually say in the beginning, which I didn't like the comparison, but people kept comparing the big city Metropolis fight scene to 9-11. That's the big comparison. Like, whoa... I'm sorry. Uh, why? I don't. I mean, because in the culture we live in, every time a skyscraper falls, you're going to compare it to 9/11. Some well, movie critic's going to do it, and you just have to deal with it. That was like the what was it? The second, yeah, the second Batman when everyone's like, it was totally 9/11 because they were wiretapping and what? <laughs> <laughs> like, are you fucking ridiculous? Like. <laughs> but how are they with you know the with the you know Anthony's theory of of Lex you know kind of pulling this old switcheroo on on superman which they never really call they call him what superman once right they never really say superman ever again yeah because yeah. lois gets interrupted before saying it so the one random military guy gets right. to say it which i didn't understand that where where's a better spot in a movie for a cameo no i disagree it's the everyman. It's got to be the nobody, the average Joe, the everyman who who Screw says that. that. You know, have Tom Welling standing there in a military outfit. <laughs> going, it's Superman. <laughs> <laughs> it would have. I think that would take you out of it a little. The guy didn't even say Superman because she's like, it should be soup, and he's like, hey yeah. soup, and then like he just calls him soup. You know, like he doesn't yeah. say Superman. No, and there then, is a soldier well, no, later the on. Guy who on does. the phone says Superman's just, on his way. And that's what everyone's like, calling him. Oh, yeah, that's he's right. Like, that's what everybody's yeah. calling him. Yeah. Just some See, nobody, yeah. Yeah, it was I just would... one random guy. Yeah, Perry White should have put it out on a newspaper. That would have been, I think. It was always Lois Lane that named him. I think that's right from the beginning. I think in like Action Comics number one, Lois Lane named him Superman. I think so too. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. sure. Can we so... talk about how amazing Chris Maloney is? Because no, oh. <laughs> he was awesome, and I love that he was guard codenamed Guardian. Yeah, yeah. Guardian yeah. is a character in the comics. I want to see Chris oh, Maloney really? brought back to life in the second film in a blue and gold outfit with a shield. Yeah, that would be pretty sweet, man. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty good. He's a really good actor, man. I like that guy. Well, so, like, and he's fighting Fiora and just like wouldn't quit. Like his helicopter crashes, he pulls out a gun, he yeah. unloads the bullets, he pulls out another gun, he unloads yeah. the bullets. All right, yeah. bitch, I'll pull out a knife. Yeah. <laughs> it's like oh, really? I know, so I much it. trouble, but he wouldn't stop. Yeah. <laughs> And at the end, you know, because what was the line? It was, God, what was the line that she said? Something like, it's how you die, or... I don't I, remember at all. No, it's it's a, a, a good death is its own reward. Right, mm-hmm. and then he says it right at the end, because they're both on yeah, the Yeah, as show. they go like, into the fans. Oh, yes! <laughs> 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 yeah, all right, like then. A, good or a great death is its own reward. Detective I, I, what was the chick's name in uh, in uh, Superman 2? It wasn't Feora in that one, was no, it? No, it wasn't. No, no it, it was... was um. Oh, what was it? it? Was Zod? Damn! I almost thought. Do you remember the one scene when uh, he's in Smallville fighting her and the like, the big brute like Kryptonian, and he was like the extra big guy that he was fighting. Yeah, what was that? Like, I almost hoped he was gonna take his helmet off and like have a big beard, 
and be like the fucking Superman two guy. I was like that. No. Oh yeah, the big guy in the old one was Non, and the yeah. chick was Ursa. It was, yeah, it was, that's yeah, right. Zod, Ursa, and Non. Yeah, it's uh... Uh, better off without the Ursa and Non. That's that's. Fine. I know. Yeah, even though they, they didn't even like, I don't even think they gave him a name when you're watching him in the fight scenes. But I just love the fact that like they had what was basically an eight foot tall Kryptonian. Yeah, that dude yeah. was huge. Have and you the guys? Fiora uh... was awesome. Yeah, she was amazing. scary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I guess another thing that bothered me was it took how long for Clark to gain his powers, and in you know twenty minutes, these guys are all of a sudden strong. He's equal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I've heard an argument against that as well. It's the whole thing of he spent his whole life learning to deal with them and have mm-hmm. control over them. But they're military trained to take advantage of any situation and instantly adapt to it. And so it's the idea if they're all military Kryptonians, the second you tell them, hey, you have super abilities on this planet, learn them and use them. Nice. Okay, I'm going to. There there is an uh... argument that their genetics might be more tuned towards it than his because he's just basically an average general Kryptonian. He has the full codex in him, so he wasn't coded to be any one thing. He's not special. Yeah, he's he's the first live birth. Yeah, yeah, he Matrix. contains all oh, yeah, Kryptonians too. Okay, the I gotta Matrix. play Lex Luthor for a minute and uh, apologize for that right there. Oh, ah. oh. And trust me, it sounds worse to you guys than it does on the recording, believe it or not. <laughs> so, so deal with it, pitiful humans. Fine. Have Fine. you guys heard the uh, Lex Luthor rumors? Oh, that the guy who played Lex Luthor in Smallville will play Lex Luthor. He wants it. He wants to do it. Yeah. Now, I heard that Zack Snyder wants Mark Strong. And I lost my shit. Yeah. I lost my shit. I was like, oh, the... (laughs) The only problem with that is that some DC executive is going to say, but we had him in the Green Lantern movie that we didn't like, so we don't want him in another comic book movie. Oh no, they can get over that. That wasn't his fault. They don't. I mean, that's oh, all no, on Reynolds' shoulders. Fault, but I'm <laughs> saying it's, it's executives make decisions like that that end up like ruining films. It was not in this case, man. Not after this club. The title John Carter. Come on, you... he, was he the guy in um, Kickass? Yes, yes, he was. Yes, yes, okay. he was. You think they're gonna say yes. no to Zack Snyder? Yes, they will. I don't <laughs> believe it. I think they finally <laughs> learned their lesson. I think they finally learned their lesson. They're just it's, like, do it, thing too, do it quickly. Do it how you want, but do it quickly. That's what Warner Brothers is saying. <laughs> well, see, there's a big difference is that between like, when you look at the Marvel films and Marvel Studios, the ones that they're putting out themselves now, they have Disney money, but basically from what everybody's said and shown, Disney hasn't really put any control over the films at all. They've let Marvel go crazy and it's made them billions. So the mouse hasn't said a word. Because right. the they DC pro- movie industry, the DC entertainment are constantly under the thumb of Warner Brothers. Now, where does that come from? Where do you get that from, though? Because they own them. But they let Nolan do whatever the fuck he wants, and that's why he was able to say, let Snyder do his thing. Like, I don't see any Warner Brothers involvement here whatsoever in, in Man of Steel. I don't in see Man it Steel, at all. I don't see it. I'm just saying that yeah. every time they bring something up, like bringing in a Mark Strong, they're going to have to convince 10 executives of why it's a good reason. I just don't think they're going to let them walk in and do what they want. I think they're going to have to yeah. prove why yeah. it's a good reason. I think he's going to be able to walk in there now and say, I want this. And they're going to say why. And he's going to say, because I'm Zach fucking Snyder. 
and they're gonna go, okay, do what you want, Zack fucking Snyder, and he's gonna you know, make honestly, them another two hundred and fifty million dollars. I would say he could do that, mm. but since and, it's not gonna make them a billion, I don't think he can do that. I heard not, they made. I heard they made back their money on just uh, was it merchandising alone, like all the different promos and stuff that they did with all these different companies. That alone, they made about one hundred seventy-five million bucks. Well, and opening well, pretty well too, like really well. Yeah, and the toys. Oh yeah, it suck. definitely didn't do bad. <laughs> yeah. Well, I want to talk really quickly about re- you know we, you know this is supposed to be a real Superman you know this is the realistic Batman Begins type Superman. He then why the hell is well you know you know what I mean like more down to earth I guess. But in the end, when he disguises himself with a pair of glasses once again, <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, but am I the Everybody knows, though. Like, not everybody in the public. And, you know, yeah, you're going to have to dis- suspend a little bit of disbelief a there. A lot of disbelief. Well, I at mean, least he's surrounded. Up. I love the fact that he's now surrounded and protected by a new family that he's found who are able to help him help people, yet, you know, keep some shroud of himself to himself. You know what I mean? It's one person. Who's the, who's the family? Perry White knows. Perry uh, White knows. Uh, oh, yeah, Jenny Perry Olsen knows. knows. Girl Jimmy knows. knows. And Lois Girl Lane. Jimmy. Girl <laughs> She's never named. She never says anything. She's just there. I think, like, isn't her only line, like, I'm stuck under this fucking boulder, get me out? Like, oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Jenny. Jenny. <laughs> but even then, I mean, I think that. Oh, fucking girl can't get herself out under some bricks. Thanks a, lot. Thanks a lot. What's the point of all of them push-ups if you can't lift a bleeding log? Right. You can't lift a bleeding log. <laughs> Those are the best lines ever. Yeah. Oh, and so far, right now on Box Office Mojo, it shows domestically 254 million, foreign 271 million. So right now, it's at a little over 526 million worldwide. And, and again, not, not not including merchandising and promotions. Yeah, no, that's just box office. So what yeah. was the budget on it? Uh, two hundred and fifty, I thought. Yeah, two hundred fifty. Oh, yeah. Or it's just so, under that because it was less budget than Superman Returns. Wow. Yeah, yeah it was oh. less budget than Superman Returns. And that will be Yeah, production budget yeah. two hundred twenty-five million dollars. And it's made like twice as much or some shit. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, yeah, it's definitely made them money. It's yeah, yeah it's made it's domestically made back its own cost. But yeah, it's it's not it's still not Avengers, which is yeah. what they really want to see. You know what the Avengers had something too that a lot of people don't realize is the way it was marketed overseas was done in a way that kind of made it more money because they had like they did the same thing with Iron Man three where they had like almost had like speci- like country specific cuts and edits of the movies. Right. Yeah, little differences. Yeah, and they really pushed like overseas like promotion and stuff on those ones, and that went a long way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, <coughs> I mean, it's kind of hard to do with the man who represents America, essentially. I mean, isn't that Superman's thing? The American. Well, that's what well, it always was, well, but I think that's was. part of what they're getting away from. He's yeah, not he's treated just as the American way. He's just he's international now. Yeah. yeah. He's, not, he's not even a reporter now, is he? He's a reporter. Well, he's going to be. That's what yeah. the, that's what yeah. the yeah. end of the movie. He's, yeah, he showed he's up. He's going to be the... a blogger. No, no, no. I'm talking about he's the He's going to be a blogger. <laughs> that's what he's going to be, huh? Oh, in the comics, I don't know. I haven't read the 52 Superman. In the comics, he's a blogger now. He quit the Daily Planet to do his own blog because he wants to be Superman more. 
Because oh, he's still a... dealing with his powers and learning how to use his powers. Still. Fucking su- 75 years old. Can you figure this shit out? <laughs> Reboot, motherfucker. <laughs> he's only been flying around for five years. <laughs> Which, by the way, just a, a side note, if uh, anybody has not read uh, the number one issue of the new series, Batman Superman, um, oh my Jesus, fuck Lord, get yourselves a copy. Read it. <laughs> well, it is, you can't get a better endorsement than that. It is <laughs> incredible, and you cannot find a bad review of this comic. The comic world is on its heads about it. Its, it's art is amazing, the story is amazing, the entire execution is just... Anthony, have you read it yet? No. Oh, dude, go get it. It's so good. I've, it really I've added a couple books back to my pull list, but sadly, the only DC books I'm reading are still Batman and Nightwing. No, you got to pick it up. It's it's the first episode. They run into each other for whatever reasons, and uh, Clark's in Gotham, and uh, they're like sniffing each other out and like sizing each other up, kind of thing. But it's yeah, it's because they meet as Clark and Bruce before Batman nice. and Superman meet. And there's nice. both of them have inner monologues going. Each one is in a different color. And they're both <laughs> kind of having the inner monologue going as the same shit's going on. So you're seeing their two different sides of shit. Is the first story, is it the one with the, the ghost and the magic portal? No, there's nothing. Because I read a preview that was the preview, I think, of the new Superman Batman that had to deal with a ghost in an apartment building in Gotham. Uh, no, oh. this was pretty straight up. <laughs> you know? Superman is still up. You gotta Thanks, remember Anthony. this is early on in the new fifty two, so Superman still has his T shirt. It's still T shirt oh, yeah. Superman and I blue like jean and Superman. work boot Superman. And his like weird cape. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um do we have time to talk about really quickly the next film and the Justice League? Yeah, of course. I would right. say I don't know. I don't know how we have time yeah. to do whatever we want. Unless someone needs to leave, they can leave. Yeah. Well, I have I have to go fairly soon because I have another podcast to do. <laughs> then say what you will, man. Yeah. Say what All you will. All right. Let's talk about the the next Superman then. Um, as you were talking about Anthony saying that Lex Luthor will kind of make it a more political type of film. Yep. How do you think they're going to go? Well, what are your theories on how they're going to keep up that kind of action-packed, this building destroying you know momentum that people are now going to expect from the first, you know, from, since they saw the first film. They're going to expect that now. Listen, any any theories? Any ideas? I have the theory of how, of why Lex is going to do, you know, his whole theory is going to be to protect humanity. I just don't see what he's going towards, and so that doesn't, like, trying to figure it out in my head, I can't figure out what the storyline is going to be, because is it going to be the Lex Luthor that wants landmass again? Are we mm-hmm. dealing with the real estate mogul? Or are we dealing with the guy that wants to become president and so he's going to use the idea of an anti-alien campaign to take over basically the world. But Superman's got to have someone to fight, right? Exactly. Yeah. There has to be so, that I mean, person. You can get, you know, the, the Lex gets. Luthor in the big green suit, or you can get the Lex Luthor that, you know, gets someone like Metallo to fight Superman for him. Now, and I see Tima. Depending on what his goal is, that tells me what they're going to use in the storyline for the actual physical combat. Because, yeah, they're still going to have to have a fight. From now, this point forward, if they ever have a Superman movie that doesn't have a fist fight in it, people will bitch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that they'll go like the he'll be, you know, a, a president of a company, businessman, you know, that way. And then doing the almost like the what X-Men did with the anti-mutants, but anti-aliens type of yeah, thing. Yeah, Ooh. Yeah, sure. yeah. I can see that. That's in a Man good angle. Two, That's a good building yeah. up to by the end of the third movie, you get the 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 Lex Luthor in the big green suit. 
that goes hand to hand with Superman to just deal with it himself. Mm. I don't it's know like if Iron those Man movies will go that far. I don't think the, if if it stays the same people making them, I don't see Nolan producing that kind of. So you're not going to see a dark side. You're not going to see. I'm thinking more Brainiac. More Brainiac. Maybe Lex Luthor builds Brainiac or some I kind can of see shit. That. You know what I mean? It's got to be. You got to steal think... some Kryptonian tech and then build yeah. an AI to fight Superman. Yeah, there's That's a reason possible. the Scarecrow was in the first Batman movie in Batman Begins because he's an easy, kind of re- reasonably reality-based type villain you could see. A crazy oh, calendar guy with man, a fucking, come on. You know what I mean? More so than a fucking <laughs> penguin person, you know? Well, they, they can do like Toy Man. Toy Man, yeah. Or, or uh, Mixel Scarface. What, what is that? Mixel There'll Prince. be no Mixel Piddlick. There won't Thank be no you. Mixel Piddlick. <laughs> I was struggling can, with that. Can we have Nuclear Man from <laughs> Superman 4? Oh, God, Hell no. Hell no, we can't have Nuclear Man. <laughs> talk about the worst idea ever. <laughs> but see, like, Bizarro wouldn't work in this world. Bizarro wouldn't work, no. Yeah, no. Yeah, no, uh, an, an altered, imperfect genetic clone of Soups? Yeah, they would have trouble pulling that off. No, so, I could see them doing a genetic, what, like what we were talking about before with Lex, creating an AI, and it looks humanoid. Yeah. Sure. That could happen. Brainiac could look just like Lex. Well, then, oh, but then you were mentioning, you know, that there was a uh, Supergirl out there roaming around there somewhere. Yeah, awesome. who knows? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean... Yeah. Or Solomon Grundy they could bring in. That was Superman's original archenemy before Lex Luthor. Batman. Batman's archenemy. I thought... I don't know. Well, that's me no, playing Batman. No, Solomon game. Grundy Sorry. was the original... <laughs> even before Lex Luthor came about to be, um, Solomon Grundy was Superman's first big archenemy. Hmm. I don't know if you guys are familiar with a band called Crash Test Dummies. Yes. Uh-huh. Which are, heard them. They are a Canadian band. Oh, even yes. <laughs> Their first big hit was uh, Superman's Dead, or is it? They Superman? have one hit, and that's Superman? not it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's the only one that we got down here. Oh, yeah. Superman. Yeah. They have a whole song, Superman, about Superman and the death of Superman and his funeral and stuff. Uh, you guys gotta check like it out. Mm. Um, <laughs> kind of, but it really, actually, it's the best of their songs that they ever did. But the future didn't make radio. <laughs> no, no, the video is a funeral of all old, like senior citizen people dressed up in their like fucking superhero outfits going to Superman's funeral. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's fucking. Could you play a clip of that? Yeah. Like, cut it, splice it in right now. Superman never made any money Saving the world from Solomon Grundy And sometimes I despair The world will never see another man Like him If if we can't do super villainy aliens, then how are they going to find a villain appropriate for the Justice League movie? Oh, that's Dark Side. Period. Yeah, it's they, they do have to go to Dark, Dark Side. They have to do something yeah. that's big enough that you need the Justice League. The original Thanos. Yeah, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> a, I'm glad you made the comparison. I was just about to. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, also, you know, with the whole Justice Justice League thing, they're saying that. Uh, Oh, what's his name again? Gah, the guy who played Batman. <laughs> why why is his name? Bale. So? Christian Bale. Out. Yeah, he's, he's out. out. Yeah. 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 So. No more of this. 
that's too bad. I was really hoping to hear that. That's true. <laughs> no more bird name justice. You. you have really nice Thank cheap you. bones, Clark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting and then definitely difficult to replace, you know. Christian Bale as Batman. I, I mean, don't think so at all. I think that'd be fucking so. easy. Army Hammer, give it right back to him. Yeah. Army Hammer, really? <laughs> he yeah, was the he original was Justice League. Yeah, Batman, when they did yeah. the Justice League. Fuck yeah. There's so many better, but I'd rather than give it back to Clooney before they give it to Bale. To Clooney? <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Hey, you've heard my argument before. Hey, Anthony, you've heard my argument to this before. Okay. Here's my argument to this. Take right. George Clooney out of the fucking horrible movie that he was in and he played Batman. Now take the how many fucking years has it been since that movie? Fifteen years, at least. Yeah, maybe. Not now, enough for me to forget the neon and the nipples. That's yeah, that's great. Exactly. But we're you know that stuff wouldn't be involved again. Take George Clooney, fifteen years later as a seasoned, award-winning, veteran, fucking quality, dramatic actor, and put mm. him into a properly written Christopher Nolan type Batman. There's no problem there. I don't see the problem there. I don't blame George Clooney for what happened, except that he didn't even fucking... It wasn't a movie that he could give a proper performance in. But I don't see why George Clooney wouldn't make a great, older, almost fucking, you know, almost Dark Knight-type Batman, you know? Well, I mean, right now, with the situation, the way it's set up, because your Superman is supposed to be 33 years old, so your George Clooney Batman cannot be 52. This is true. That's why it doesn't work. (laughs) Yeah. You're going to have yeah. to have a Batman that's roughly the same age as your Superman and the same with your Wonder Woman. Those, they're your trinity, and you know, hopefully if they can get the four and get and redo Green Lantern, those four characters are going to have no. to be r- actors that are roughly the same age. Who would have guessed that's Henry Cavill, Flash. right? Yeah. Like, who would have guessed they'd cast that guy, even though he's been up for, he was up for it in Superman Returns. He was the, the runner-up to Daniel Craig for James Bond. Yeah. Like, this guy's almost been everyone. <laughs> including Superman once, and then yeah, he finally I saw that got interview. Yeah, he's been yeah. close to a whole lot of really good stuff. Yeah. So, the Flash you were saying, Francis? I was going to say I thought the Flash was part of the four. I didn't know it was. Uh, he's up there. I put him up there I mean, too. The Flash I've heard is, arguments that like people the don't know these. Five, then yeah. you're usually talking Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, Flash, Green Lantern. That's your oh, four yeah. Justice League. Yeah. But mm-hmm. when you say the Trinity. And they actually had a DC book called Trinity. It's yeah. Batman, Superman, Wonder, Wonder Woman. Woman. Yeah. Those are your three biggies. Those three yeah. roles have to be filled by actors that appear to be roughly the same age so that they are the three Billy badasses. Yeah. Yeah. And Wonder Woman needs to be made because there hasn't been a good female superhero film. So. Yeah. Well, you're not going to get a Scarlet Witch. Yeah. For, I mean, you're going to get Scarlet Witch in the Avengers, but you're not going to get a Scarlet Witch movie. So. I mean, the yeah, only I mean, Black Widow movie, so <laughs> Wonder Woman. There's yeah. some badass I mean, female movies out there, but none of them are fucking sure. superheroes. You know, nope. nothing DC comic or Marvel related. I mean, they did Catwoman, but that doesn't count. Not, no, I don't think it count at all. <laughs> I even own it. I still don't think it. You're counts. making another one. Did you know that? What? Well, why wouldn't oh. they? You can always put a hot chick with to Alex. With Halle Berry. With Halle Berry. Oh, tell tell me more. Why are they doing this? Because oh. I'll watch it. <laughs> no one's going to watch that. They know no. it. Well, of course Allie they will, though, because everyone's going to see I want to see how bad this bombs. And they'll oh, give us more money to make another one. No, that's, like, that's a horrible idea. That is that's, ridiculous. I can't believe they're doing that. I'll totally watch it, though. Of course <laughs> I didn't, uh, yeah. Allie Berry is a hot piece of ass. Mm. <laughs> Allie Berry is one of the hottest women on the planet. Yes. 
Yeah. I, I still don't like her as Storm, though. <laughs> you don't I like her as Storm? No. You know, who, like you know who Storm is in my mind? Iman. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking Storm right there, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, but isn't Iman about 90 years old now? I don't really think she could pull it off. But you know what I mean. Fucking African <laughs> Egyptian goddess looking woman. Not a fucking short little pretty girl in a way. Do you know what I mean? That's not Storm to me. I'd be happy if they... I just want to see Days of Future Past Storm, because that's Halle Berry's doing it again in the one they're doing right now. Yeah. I want to see her in a white mohawk. You think they're going to do the mohawk? I don't know. I hope so, because there has been so much complaining about Storm in the X-Men movies, and Halle Berry complained about her not having enough lines, not being powerful enough as a character. Yeah. She should be almost a god, and they made her a second-tier character in the first X-Men film. It's kind of sad. Yeah. She, you know, Storm should kick more ass. Aurora is badass. That's because everything. I want to see her show up in Wolverine, you know, the yeah. chains, the leather vest, and a white mohawk. Yeah, you got to <laughs> take away from the Wolverine to do anything. You know what I mean? Well, mm. well, well the thing is that Halle Berry can totally pull off a mohawk too. Is like, yeah, you know, of course. If, if anybody Berry could, she it, could. Yeah. This is true. They kind of tried to go with like a a foey kind of hawk in the last one with the flip kind of. Oh, yeah. Cut look. Well, but... well. All right, we're digressing into X-Men, and after an hour and a half nearly, I think that was an excellent session. <laughs> Terrible. It was uh, it was good times. Why don't uh, – we've come to some conclusions. I guess most of us here seem to enjoy the film. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's lots of Marvel boys out there who didn't enjoy the film, but I think they're, they're not giving it enough of a chance to – for DC to things. have its own thing. This movie was very divisive, you know? Is mm-hmm. that, am I saying that right? That's right. Divisive. Divisive. divisive? <laughs> yeah, it, it did It did have, yeah, there's a whole lot of people that were down the line on far left or far right on it. Yeah, it's a really weird thing. My, my final thought on that, I guess, is the film wasn't made for the geeks. It was made for the common folk. Which this is, is usually the problem with 95% of all superhero movies. Mm-hmm. They, they know we're going to show up, so they try to make as make it fit into all the other four quadrants as best as they can. And I would have to say, in uh, my opinion, they achieved. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you know, that's what I yeah. think. The general public wanted to see Superman punch stuff. Superman yeah. does indeed punch stuff. He punched the <laughs> shit out of the stuff. He punched everything <laughs> except that damn dog. Right. <laughs> so are we saying then, if they haven't seen it, go out there now and watch? Um, I am. I am. All right. Yeah. Josh, Josh still with us there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, <laughs> he's like, yes, 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 yes. I was just kind of getting lost in everybody's voice. Oh. Um, well, I thank you. <laughs> what, a, what an angelic chorus we make, eh? But yes, no, it was a great flick. I actually wanted to see it again before we did this, but never got a chance to. I can't wait to see it again. I can't wait for the Blu-ray. Yeah, it's going to look beautiful. So all the extras, that'll be a fun one. Yeah, that's sure. what I'm looking forward to. Alrighty, kids. Well, there you go. That's your uh, first ever Points of Interest Podcast Network Spoiler Alert Theater. There's uh, Anthony Bachman from The Next Element. Yep, yep. There is Josh Hawks from many things that are points of interest. I'm yeah. right here. There <laughs> is uh, a Francis Fernandez. She is the uh, Sorta Geek, and uh, he's from the Geek Love Radio, the Crit Mo, and the Nabu Brew. Yeah, I gotta slow down. <laughs> <laughs> and no just do more and for the first time ever uh we were lucky enough to be graced with the presence of miss dame savannah you can find her on uh sorry is it savannah or savannah it's my canadian savannah. thing that's making me want to say savannah no, so no, uh no i apologize no. for that Short a. it's uh it's the same thing with swabish and swabish you guys are like swabish <laughs> but we say swabish 
Don't, that's what's leading. We don't say that word, you weird. Yeah, I don't exactly. What the, what it's the hell a, is that? It's, it's, it's a nod. There's a Saga? Sega. Saga? Saga? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're Saga. You guys would be Saga, right? Wouldn't you? No, you're Saga. We say saga. saga. I say Saga. That's why I'm saying Savannah instead of Savannah. You gotta, but you got to say it Midwestern, so Sega. Sega, eh? you got to pull that A out as long Sega. as you Sonic's on Chicago. Sega. Chicago. Well, not quite that. that that's totally different. But if you want to say, like, I'm going to wear my coat while I get in the boat. <laughs> it's very it's very canadian totally eh? um yeah you can find savannah over there eh? you can find her on the speak uh, geek to me over there she hosts that their show with uh darth uh, cleavage it's a good time yeah you people should take it ease and check it out my name is jay i am the jedi ross i am from an elegant weapon and you people are wonderful so say good night everybody Good night, everybody. Good night, okay. <laughs> Tarzan wasn't a ladies' man. He'd just come along and scoop him up under his arm like that. Quick as a cat in the jungle. Clark Kent, no, there was a real gent. He would not be caught sitting around in no jungle scheme. Dumb as an ape doing nothing. Superman never made any money. Saving the world from Solomon Grundy And sometimes I despair The world will never see another man Like him Hey Bob Soup had a straight job he could have smashed through any bank in the United States He had the strength, but he would not Folks said his family were all dead The planet crumbled, but Superman He forced himself to carry on Get Krypton and keep going Superman never made any money Saving the world from Solomon Grundy And sometimes I despair The world will never see another man Like him Tarzan was king of the jungle and lord over all the apes. But he could hardly string together four words. I, Tarzan, you, Jane.
Sometimes when soup was stopping crimes I'll bet that he was tempted to just quit and turn his back on them Join Tarzan in the forest But he stayed in the city Kept on changing clothes and dirty old phone booths Till his work was through Then nothing to do but go home, home Superman never made any money Seeing the world from sun Sometimes I despair the world will never see another man like him. And sometimes I despair the world will never see another man.